This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds, but first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. Um, just to be able to share the word with you today. So I want to say thank you to our pastors for allowing me this privilege and the staff. Um, today's a very special day, uh, not because it's the weekend of Valentine's Day weekend, but it's also my little girl's birthday. Yes. Yes. So I get to experience love, dates, and heartbreaks on a real-life basis. Yes, because the longer, the more she grows up, the more I worry about her. Um, but before we get started, we mentioned it over the last two weeks. I want to mention it again. Uh, some of the content is going to be a little bit PG-13. So if you want to save yourself a little awkward conversation on the way home, we did talk to our Rich Kids director, Pastor Ceci, and your kids can go. Uh, but just want to give you that heads up just right out of the gate. So that way there's no awkward conversations about the birds and the bees on the way home, okay? All right. So just a quick recap. Uh, over the last two, this is Week three, actually, because it's been two weeks. We've been talking about love, dates, and you guys know my cousin, Magic Mike, huh? Yes, you do. Yeah, so we've been talking about those two. And Pastor Micaiah kicked us off on week one uh, talking about swapping boxes and about sharing our unexpressed expectations in our relationships and those people that we have with us. And then he followed that last week by the fine print. And if you haven't heard any of those messages, let me tell you, those things are fire. If you don't know what fire means, it means it's lit. If you don't know what that means, it means it's good. And you can find it on the podcast, okay? But this week, I want to uh, share with you guys, at the time that we have together, something that everybody's looking for when they start a relationship. I want to talk to you guys about what everybody wishes they had and very few people have achieved. I want to talk to you about grown love. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Right. And a lot of times we won't, when I think of grown love, I'm thinking of like an older couple sitting on their porch, watching the sunset, sipping on iced tea, talking about, hey, Billie Jean, I love this iced tea. You keep on making, I'm going to love you. Right. That's the image that I get when I think about grown love. Uh, some of you guys might describe it differently, like the song Sugar Pie Honey Bun. Right. Uh, if you guys don't know what that means, let me just bring it up to date. It's um, when you take a picture and you say, hey, hashtag goals, hashtag relationship goals. No, nobody's ever done that. I guess I'm the only one. <laughs> so I guess this part is not going to really make too much sense. I want to explain it to you anyways. <laughs> so we went out to uh, lunch with a friend of ours, and she's looking at Ceci at night. She goes, man, y'all are relationship goals. And I was like, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> Me and my boo, relationship goals. And I paused for a second. And I was like, I was excited. But at the same time, it was a backhanded compliment. And the reason I say that is because she was calling us relationship goals based on the moment that she caught us at. Right. Because she was talking about a moment in time. She was focused on the picture that she was seeing. But she wasn't there when Ceci and I almost left each other when we first got married. She wasn't there when Ceci and I found out we couldn't have kids and we were devastated. She wasn't there when Ceci and I were struggling to make it through. She wasn't there talking about relationship goals. What's wrong with you? Right? <laughs> right? She was, she was, she wanted what, as a, what was a picture or a moment in time. But the thing about grown love 
is not a moment in time. It's something that happens over a lifetime. See, a moment in time is easy to capture because you can replicate it and then just go back about to what you were doing. But when you do something over a period of time, over a lifetime, that's something that takes consistent work. That's what I like to call grown love. The oh yeah, right? (laughs) In my marriage. And I want you guys to open up your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 13, uh, verse 3. Again, we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. Uh, And if you do have your Bible with you today, we also have the Southridge app, which has all the notes of what I'm going to be speaking about, everything minus the jokes. Um, It also has everything that we're going to be singing. Just just go ahead and get that. Uh, If you don't have a copy of God's Word, we'll go ahead and throw it up here. If you want a copy of God's Word, we'll give you one at the Connection Tent. So just go ahead and stop on by. Um, Also, actually, let me see. How many of you guys have your phones with you? Just go ahead and hold them up for me. Hold them up. Great. Now, for those of you guys that are already on social media in church, I want you to do me a favor and check into church, okay? Right? And when you check in, I want you to put this tag on there for me. Go ahead and throw it up. I want you to put grown love at Southridge. And go ahead and put that on your social media. Why? I'm giving you two reasons. The first one is I'm, living, I'm giving you the ability to share your message of love with somebody else. Because they're going to say, you are at church? Who's Southridge? You want to hear something funny? That's how we got here to Southridge. Because somebody said, check in and ask Southridge. Hey, we're Southridge. Here I am a year later, right? So you never know how far that text message is going to go. So just go ahead and check in and go ahead and put that in. And they'll be able, and you'll have the ability to share that with somebody. Now, on Matthew chapter 13, we're going to be reading verses 3 through 9. And it says as following. Then he, meaning Jesus, told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it all up, like the donuts outside. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil, so it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plant. Still the other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Father God, thank you for this word. I thank you for the message that you're going to share with us. I ask that you speak into our lives and you cast any distractions aside. In the name of Jesus, amen. I don't want to just jump right in. I'm just going to go verse by verse. So if you're wondering what I'm going to finish is when I get to verse 9. Okay? So we're going to just jump right into verse 3. And if you could put that up for me, please. And it says, Then he, speaking of Jesus again, told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. Well, duh. Where else would a farmer be going? Right? The cook is in the kitchen. The teacher's in the classroom. The Christian's reading their word. Right? Right? Okay, just making sure. (laughs) The farmer was going to where he was called, the place where he would be most effective. See, nothing gets put in the word by accident. Nothing gets put in, the, in, the, in God's scripture because the farmer had to go to the place where he was going to be most effective. What would the farmer be doing in the kitchen other than making a delivery? He wouldn't be very much effective. What would the farmer be doing in the classroom? 
It doesn't make sense. The farmer had to go where he was going to produce, where he was going to have the most impact, right? So, and here's the thing. When he went out, he didn't go to collect a harvest. He went to go grow his harvest. A lot of times we come prepared to collect our harvest when we haven't planted anything in our seasons. A lot of times we come ready to collect something we haven't sown yet. So I guess the question that I have for you to get us started, and just a forewarning, there's going to be a lot of questions, so just put on your seatbelt. Just hang on with me, okay? What have you been called to do? What have you been called to do? The second question I ask you is, are you in the place where you are most effective? Right? And then the third question I have is, are you growing your calling? See, because you could be called, or hey, I don't know my calling, so I'm going to just go everywhere. That sounds like a waste of time not being efficient. Now, here's my shameless plug. We have something called growth tracks for you. (laughs) It's a great launching point to discover your calling. Sundays are before service. Amen. That's done. Got it. Right? Now, are you in the place where you're most effective? You may have the calling, but if you're not in the correct place, then you're taking up somebody else's spot because you're not being effective. See, if I have a box with nothing inside on a shelf, it's just taking up space and collecting dust, right? Because the box is meant to hold something inside. What are you meant to hold inside? What are you meant to use to be effective? What are you you supposed to be doing? And are you growing in your calling? See, because a lot of times we get there and we're like, cool, I'm here. I want to be effective, but I don't want to do nothing. I'm good. I'm, I'm just stay right here comfortable. These chairs, they fold up. They fold. I don't even have to fold my chair, Pastor Messiah. I'm good right here. See, but how does all this relate to grown love? And this is the first note that you have on your point on there for you. It says, grown love is the result of an internal investment that produces an outward harvest. I'm going to say that again. Grown love is the result of an internal investment that produces an outward harvest. See, you can only love as much as you love yourself. The Bible put it this way, love your neighbor as yourself. You could only love somebody as much as you love yourself. So you pretty, I'm sure some of us have run into people who really don't love themselves. Typically at the McDonald's, what you want? The ice cream machine is broken. (laughs) Right? Right? So let me just go ahead and rephrase the whole statement. The, it's, a, the, the, it's an investment of your calling in the place where you're most effective to produce a growing harvest. Right? Now, the, the opposite of grown love, because if we have grown love on one end, what would be on the other end? Some of you OGs know, and if you, puppy love, right? Uh-huh, like the song, y'all are smiling. I see it from up here. You guys can't see each other, but I know you guys know that song. See, those who claim to have reached grown love haven't. And those that have will tell you this, we're still working on it. Why? Because grown love requires a daily investment, is regular work in ourselves to be better for our spouses, to be better for our boyfriend or girlfriends, to be better for our families, to be better for our coworkers, to be better for those around us. It only starts within ourselves. That's why the scripture says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, the farmer could have been doing a whole bunch of other things. He could have been watching The Bachelor. He could have been watching a, a rerun of Star Wars. He could have been doing many things. But he, the farmer knew the value of the seed before it produced its potential. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm cut for myself. It's all right. That was good right there. 
the farmer knew the value of the seed before it produces potential. So he invested in what would give him a return. What are you investing in and is it giving you a return? Do you know the value of yourself even in seed form? These are all good questions to ask yourselves because it's like, well, dang, I'm getting it, right? That's my country slang. Don't worry about it. It's not that good. I've been investing in everybody else's seed but mine. My field's all dried up, and I'm thirsty in every aspect of the word, right? Why? Because we're not investing in the right place. A, a, book, that I'm, a book that I'm reading said, put it this way. God's gift to us is our potential, our seed. Our gift to God is developing it, our harvest. Because what you get from a seed is the harvest, but it only happens when you put it in the right place because it takes an investment. Let's go to verse four because you guys, you guys, I want to give you more of what I have. Can we put up verse four, please? And it says, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came up and ate it all up. That sounds more dramatic when I say it that way. And it says, and it came and ate it up. Point number one, if you have your notes with you. Grown love doesn't give away the seed. Grown love doesn't give away the seed. See, the seed was exposed and vulnerable to be stepped over or stepped over or looked over when it was thrown on the road. See, it was, it was, it was sent to a place where it would die before it could achieve its potential. It wasn't on good soil. It was on a path where it was going to be stepped on. See, the farmer, sometimes us as farmers, we throw our seeds in places where it's not valued. See, and then we wonder why we have so much rejection or we can't keep anything good or we can't find anybody who's good. Silence. Because some of you are sitting by yourselves since February 14th, right? (laughs) Don't worry, your time is coming, right? (laughs) Or we give away our seed to anything with two legs. I told you it was going to be PG-13, we got to be real about this. Can we, can we just be real today? Yeah? Yeah? We're giving away our value. We're giving away the best of us. We're giving away the best of us when we have value. So you're giving away something that cost somebody something on a cross over 2,000 year years ago for free because you don't know how to value what you have. See, the, the farmers back in those days, they had the sack right, that they would wear from one shoulder and it would kind of hang on their side. For you girls, it was kind of like their Louis bag, right? Uh, if you got it at the flea market, it's Luis Victor, right? <laughs> right? Just don't pour hot water on it or you'll lose some of the lettering with your coach purse, right? <laughs> and as they had this bag on the side, they would fill it up with seeds. And all the seeds that were in that bag, they had to go through the field and scatter it all over the place, Right now, this is before mathematics, before they had their machines. They had to make sure that the seeds that they had was going to be enough for the whole field. Let me explain that. Let me put it to you. Let me put it in a Christian term. They had to be good stewards of the seeds that were in their bag. Because if they spread all their seeds too quickly, by the time they got to the end, the half of the field didn't have any seeds to plant. So then it's a waste of the field. See, but some of you are like, but Pastor Misael, that boy got washboard abs. And I'm sure he could take care of these seeds, Pastor Misael. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm pretty sure he could take care of that seed. But you know what? When he's done with it, he's going to toss it to the side. When he's done with it or when she's done with it, they're going to just kick you to the curb and go on to the next person giving it away. Right? What happens when we don't value what we have, people will consume it. People will take it because they don't value it. 
So are we going to give away our seed in a place where it's exposed to be vulnerable? Are we going to value what's in our bag? Because a lot of times we need to cover the whole field. And what's the field? Our lifetime. I told you growing love happens over a period of a lifetime. As we spread our seed, we need to make sure that we're being good stewards. And let me tell you, if you feel like you're running out, there's still hope for you. You know why? Because you're still here. And if you're still here, that means there's still field to be done. That means you still have a chance to make it in grow love. That means you have an opportunity to continue spreading the seed. You just have to be a good steward with whatever's left in your bag. Amen. amen? How many of you guys say amen to that? Amen. And I told you, you guys know I'm getting closer to the end because now we're going to go to the next verse. <laughs> right? And this time we're going to read two verses. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you guys a little cheat code. Right? Verses five and six. And it says like this. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil and it sprang up quickly. The soil was shallow uh, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. So let me ask you this. How many of us, by a show of hands, have fallen in rocky places? I can't put up my other hand because I have to hold the microphone, but right? we hope for the best and got the worst. We put all ourselves in a relationship and it let us down. We were dating somebody and they kicked us to the curb. We had a marriage and it ended in divorce. Or we had plans with somebody and then somebody else took them from us because we never said anything. Well, that's a different story, right? <laughs> the result of falling on rocky places is one of two things our reaction to falling on rocky places. The first one is that we shut everybody out because we become afraid or discouraged. We never want to relive those feelings again. And I'm sorry if I'm doing that on my end. So we end up rejecting everybody else because we fell on rocky places. What? So you know what? We shut everybody else out. We shut everybody else out. We put a hedge of protection around our heart and around our feelings because you don't want to share it with anybody because we fell or we got dropped on rocky places. The second thing that happens is we fall into a cycle, right? We end up healing from that rocky place and then we throw ourselves at the rock again and then we reopen those wounds and we start bleeding over everything or everyone that comes in contact with us, right? You know people like this, they break up with somebody one week and then they get together with version 2.0 of that very same person they were dating before, right? Don't look at them if they're sitting next to you, right? (laughs) Right? What ends up happening is, we, turn, we fall into these cycles. See, one of my favorite rap lines in a Christian album, um, it says, my, li- my life or my problems are mimicking Jesus. They die today and they come back three days later. And it hit me hard. I was like, you know what? That's right. Because there's people that break up on Monday and get back together on Wednesday. There's some temptations that I put to bed with Jesus on Monday, but they come back on Wednesdays. There's things in my life that are happening that I want to grow with love. I want to invest. And I think I called it quits, but come Wednesday, I find myself in the same spot. See, the thing, the, the, the thing, the thing about those two reactions is that they both have something in common. They're both based on feelings, and neither of them give you growth. They're both based on feelings, and neither of them give you growth, right? People, in, people that stay in cycles say, oh, all I want is somebody to love me, right? Or I try love, and it's not for me. Let me tell you, love is for everyone. We're meant to be in community. That's why we're so, we feel so strongly about, about 
life groups because we want you to get in community. There's a reason why. You're not meant to do this alone. If it was, Jesus wanted to come down because he wanted to have a relationship with you. Let's be real. And if that's too fast, I could replay it and rewind, right? <laughs> but here in your notes, it says, and if you want to write this down for me, grown love, which is point number two, grown love is not a surface feeling, but an internal root. I'm going to say that one more time. Grown love is not a surface feeling, but an internal root. See, feelings are temporary. Feelings change. They only provide temporary healing for the, temp- for the temporary or the current need. See, we end up dealing with the symptoms, but not the root cause. So when we actually get to the root cause, we're too tired because we've been trying to take care of everything else. I'm guilty of that. When I get a cold, I take allergy medicine instead of taking actually cold medicine to deal with the cold. Why? Because I want my symptoms to go away, but I, I, I'm okay being sick. How many of us are okay being sick because you just want to deal with the symptoms? I told you I had questions today. I warned you to put on your seatbelt, right? It's not my fault. Did I do that, right? <laughs> and what ends up happening is as a result of the cycles that we fall into from falling in rocky places, this then creates an opportunity. This then creates an opportunity. Give me a second here. Those guys back there work miracles, so thank you, fellas. It then creates an opportunity for us to mess up when we fall into these cycles of falling in rocky places. Why? Because we begin to, we begin to search for excitement in places where we shouldn't be. Because there's dullness in our dating relationships, because we're guarded or we don't want to be guarded. Or we, our family relationship, our matrimony, all these things in our life become dull because we have fallen into the cycle of rocky places. And the result is that we start looking for the excitement. Uh, the great singer once said, looking for love in all the wrong places, right? <laughs> There's some, some people know these songs. Y'all should be karaoke stars right now, right? But what ends up happening is when the excitement is gone, guess where you are? You're right back where you started. You didn't go anywhere. You didn't move forward. You didn't collect go. You didn't collect your $200. You're right back where you started. And guess what? When, you're, when, you're, when the excitement is done and the dullness kicks in, now you're weighed down even more because that's what the enemy does. He weighs you down with guilt. Oh, I shouldn't have done that with I shouldn't have looked at that. Oh, my goodness. Why did I do that? And guess what? You're right back where you started. But on the opposite end, Right. On the opposite, when you strive for grown love, we dig our roots deeper. We are not faced by the conditions of our past. We're not faced by the by the decisions that we made in our past. Even though we may have fallen in rocky places, we pick ourselves up and we keep on moving because we're saying I'm moving ahead because I'm not going to stay in this cycle. That's right. That's right. That's right. Glory to God. That's right. Thank you, sister. When you make the decision not to stay in the cycle, you break it up. Jeremiah 17, 8 says, uh, uh, he is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes. For its leaves remain green and it's not anxious of the year of drought. That's a good word right there. I preach. Oh, I don't even got to explain it to you because some of y'all are in heat and y'all need some water to cool down. Right. Some of y'all are going through a drought of relationships or in your matrimony. Let me tell you, dig your roots deeper. Let me say that again. 
Dig your roots deeper. See, your, your co-workers are wondering, how do they keep it together when their marriage is falling apart? Why, why have they been single for so long and they're okay? Tell them, I got roots. Tell your neighbor, I got roots. Say it louder, I got roots. Good vibes, bruh. You walk into the room and everything changes. It's like, mmm. It's all, those are. mosquito wouldn't even pay attention to me. I'm out here all by myself. Let me tell you, don't worry about it because you have that's true. And if you have roots, you have a source that's never ending. You have the you have the water, living water inside of you. The roots dig deeper. They're not faced by what's going on on the outside because what's below the surface, it's an internal investment. See, puppy love worries about how many likes I get on social media when I post at my relationship goal. Grown love is concerned about how deep the roots go. As a matter of fact, we have to actually have to dive deeper in this particular topic because many people confuse their feelings for love because nobody knows the difference. See, they say things like, every time I see them, Pastor Miss, I just get butterflies in my stomach. Oh, my, seen them, right? And he said, oh, no, that's for me to that bean burrito at Taco Bell last night. That's what that is. <laughs> Stinking up the place. That's what the, there's a presence in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. I, I'm not sorry. That's just the way I am. Accept me. I love you. You love me. It's grown love. It's an investment, right? God is still working on me. <laughs> See, but the thing about those feelings, when they're gone, then you're stuck with reality. Some of y'all are sitting next to your realities because you were in a good feeling environment. You were feeling good and you started feeling on the goods. I told you it was going to be PG-13, right? So what ends up happening is after that moment is gone, you really see what you got yourself into. See, or some people may say, hey, right? Or you you heard this conversation, right? Hey, bro, what happened? Kiki and Drake, right? Hey, Kiki. No, I don't sing. That's why I play the drums. And he's like, oh, man, she turned out to be crazy. She was never crazy. You were just blinded by your feelings. She was always crazy. Or on the opposite end, right? A girl's like, hey, girl, what happened to Tyrone? I'm the one with the big muscles with the, mm, yeah, Tyrone, right? And you're like, oh, well, I tell him, like Beyonce, to the left, to the left. Girl, his car wasn't broke. He was. <laughs> Right, but what happens? She was blinded by her feelings. She was blinded by what she was feeling. She was blinded by, or we become blinded by what we feel and not by the facts. See, when the sun shines down, when the sun shines down, it reveals what it's hitting. Just like the verse said, uh, when, our, when we are led by our feelings, we react quickly. We sprout quickly without having roots to sustain the reality of the sun, right? 2020, my year of vision, I can see clearly now. Right, and everything, and something that is hitting, everything becomes exposed. When the sun, Jesus Christ, shines his light, into our relationships, into our marriages, into our friendships, he will expose how deep our roots really are. And some of y'all are afraid to ask because you know that what you have is surface feelings. It's stuff that is not, cannot be sustained by reality, but we keep on forcing it. Oh, I grew up in Puerto Rico, so I learned Spanish before I did English. <laughs> That's right. First things, one of the first Bible verses I learned was this, and it always stuck with me. Onto my feet and a light onto my path. That's right. That's right. You want to know how deep your roots are? Read the word of God. You want to grow your roots? You want to go deeper? You want to grow in love? Read the word of God. 
Grown love is rooted on what we know and not what we feel. So what do you know about your current friendships and relationships? What do you know? And as you think on that, I'm going to bring up the next verse, verse 7. And it says, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Read that one more time. Thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. And as I was studying this verse, it brought a story that happened to me recently. And is uh, my niece, right? Me and her have a great relationship. I mentioned her. I mentioned her last time. And me and her have this thing that when we find a song that we like, we send it to each other, right? We're always looking for songs that speak to us or songs that are just, that are really good, right? And I found this song and I, oh, let me hit her up real quick. Here you go. Send the song. And typically by the end of the day, I get a response. But it had been a couple of days and I hadn't heard anything. So I saw her and I said, hey, you heard the song yet? And she kind of froze. Uh, um, uh. Okay, you were doing homework, right? But her hesitation in her voice just kind of, you know, left me a little bit concerned. So I just like, whatever. A few days later, I still didn't hear anything back about that text message. So I asked her again, I was like, hey, have you heard the song? And she's like, no, I haven't. And I was like, hold up. I spent all that time, 30 seconds, to send you this text message of this song that was fired. You didn't even have the audacity to text me back? Like when I text you for setup and you don't show up? What? Oh, I'm sorry. That was me being passive aggressive, right? I said, um, so uh, we're going to stop what you're doing right now, and we're going to watch this on your computer, right? And as I'm walking toward, towards her, she turns her computer away from me. And I was like, Scooby-Doo, I was like, Arr? what are you watching, right? And the closer I got, the more nervous she got, Right? What I learned is when I got to the other side of her screen or the other side of her computer is the reason she had not watched the video is because her screen was cracked right down the middle. So all she had to work with was a sliver or a quarter of what was left on her screen, right? And we all know how expensive it is to fix a computer, let alone when you put the word Apple behind it, it goes up like 150 bucks, right? <laughs> The point that I'm trying to make is we want grown-up we want grown-up love while doing puppy love things. See, we attempt to hide things from from those around us thinking that thinking that they won't recognize it, thinking that they're not gonna see it. So we have a cracked screen, we have tangled roots within our thorns. So we end up being choked out by our own secrets. Although we want grown love and we want to grow in love, we can't because we're being choked. We fail because part of our image is obscured. It's blocked by the thorns in our current or past situations. I can't, pass see, I can't see past this divorce, Pastor Misael. I can't see because I got my baby mama who... I can't see past this infidelity. I can't see past what they did to me. Let me tell you, these things are real. So what we end up trying to do is we try to live through it instead of working through it. My niece had gone so long with a cracked screen that she had adjusted her programs to fit the size of her working portion of the screen. She adjusted to her problem instead of fixing it. She was never what she needed to see. How many of you guys are looking at a portion of what God has for you in grown love? How many of us are stuck with a cracked screen because we're too embarrassed to tell God how we really feel? 
we're see grown love doesn't have repercussions grown love says tell me what you're feeling grown love will say will will open up the doors and say hey god i'm losing it i can't do it this week i can't put up with kiki no more i can't put up with tyrone no more listen grown love takes away the embarrassment and the judgment so in closing verses eight and nine told you everything that was bad, but look at the good seed. It says, still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The seed that fell on good soil did what it was supposed to do. When you put your seed in the right environment, when you invest in the right place, it will produce because that's the law that was established by somebody, somebody It produced a crop 160 times what was sown. So in summary, we reap what we sow. Right? Oh, school, just give me a little bit more. I got two more words and you clap it out, okay? <laughs> the Bible says God is love. Amen? The word also says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Let me tell you the way I interpret it. In the beginning was love, because God is love, right? And the love was with God. And the love was God. If you want to reap grown love, start with a seed of love. Where do you find a seed of love? In a 66-book love letter written for you. you were encouraged by today's message. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting southridgesanjose.com slash connect. Again, that's southridgesanjose.com slash connect. 